That's right. They love, they love, they love, they share, they love, they share, they love, they share. It's the Lily and Alex show. <laughs> Hello, Lily. Hello, Alex. My name is Alex. That name is Lily. You've now got it down. Um, I would like to, from this point forward, be referred to as Mill Millpool. <laughs> Millpool. Don't call me Millpool. <laughs> We're here tonight to discuss season two. Mm-hmm. Or as the French say, saison two of The Simpsons. Yeah. Yes, we are. I'm glad we're in accord. Mm-hmm. Last week, we discussed season one of mm-hmm. The Simpsons. Are you picking up a theme, Lily? Mm. Mm, some kind of numerical theme? No. But that is an also, that's a, we'll call that the B plot. The main <laughs> theme is this. This, my friends, is the Inanimate Carbon Pod. The only podcast devoted to The Simpsons, that's out of my basement, the only podcast <laughs> devoted to The Simpsons hosted by us, and that is something special. Mm-hmm, definitely. So the Inanimate Carbon Pod, if you're listening for the first time, you know, you probably are, because, you know, this is only the third episode. If you're listening for the third time, well done. You get a special ring that when you blow into it, it'll make a special noise and the great gazoo will show up. Oh my God. So um, I just went through a breakup and it was like, I was like crying and I was really upset about it. And um, my, it happened to be back home in New Jersey and my And you're sis- in the middle of a big bike race? What? And you're talking like Gavin from Kids on <laughs> the right there. You had the, the same cadence. Sorry. <laughs> I've been around children all day. Yeah. And, um, and, and the, you know, the only way to stop them is to spray them with perfume. <laughs> Oh, sorry, please go. I swear right. I'm done interrupting. Okay, no, it's okay. Um, so, uh, like, I was crying and I was upset. And then my sister was like, do you want your Christmas present now? And I was, like, sniffling. And I was like, yeah. Like, she's like, I know this will cheer you up. I'm going to give it to you now. And she gives me, like, I, I don't remember. It was some fancy jewelry store box. And Zales? I opened it up. <laughs> I don't know. Is it K Jewelers? No, those are the, the you, you know, a fa- real fancy jewelry store doesn't have to advertise on the radio. But like, yeah, I don't remember. Breakfast like at the Tiffany's? Ble- the breakfast place. Deep Blue something? <laughs> anyway, please. What was um, in the box? It was two of those rings. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I think I might even have one with me. I don't think it works anymore, but it's those two of those like, woo! Oh, that's pretty badass. Rings. Yeah. So then my parents wanted to take like, uh, Christmas pictures and then there's like a Christmas picture of me and my sister on each ring's interlocking arms doing woo! Oh, that's cool. And, and my they didn't get it. I don't think my parents got it, but um, which was funny because I for my sister for Christmas, I made her a um, a snow globe of uh, Whitey Ford unconscious with um, a bunch of pretzels dancing about no, I don't remember that. And here come the pretzels. Oh. Whitey Ford pleading for some semblance of sanity, and he's down. This has truly been a black day for baseball. Really? It's in the, Mar- the Twisted World of Mar- Marge Simpson. When was that? A season, I want to say, four or five. Is that the one where she gets a pretzel cart? The pretzel wagon, yeah. Oh, no, I think that's like season 10. No. Let's look it up. Okay. And by the way... Because I promised I wasn't going to interrupt you, I didn't say, let's see what's in the box, Miss <laughs> Phyllis Weaver. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Stupid. You're so stupid. <laughs> From a movie, Ultra yeah. High Frequency, yeah. by uh, Strange Alan Yankovich. 
I was more thinking that you can have the, the washer dryer where the lovely Smithers is standing or what's in this box. The box, the box. Oh, yeah. Um, the Twisted World of Marge Simpson is... Six. Uh, let's see. Well, you said four, right? Four, five, six. Uh, well, yeah. It's season eight. Oh, okay. All right, so I was... Oh, I was actually closer. Yeah, price is, USA. Price is USA. right rules. Price is right. No, not price is right rules. Fuck that. I, <laughs> I would not have guessed. I would not have guessed ten if we were playing by price is right rules. I I assure you. In fact, if we were guessing Alex going price is right rules, I Alex would have gone wrong, seven. Wrong, wrong. Nope. We are not, we are not doing that. Nope, not going to happen. And I don't like the objectification of letters that that young woman does. And what she's doing there anyway, she just pretends to touch the touch screen. Now. That's the wrong thing. What, thinking, what shows that? That's Wheel of Fortune. Which one's Price is Right? Price is oh, that's the one with the old dude with the with the it's really like the great one. You see yeah, Bob Barker, Plinko, and whatnot. Yeah, that's the uh, best one. Yeah, yeah. I just like I love the Price is Right. And I love the fact that it still exists because it is such an archaic. It still exists. Yeah. Who hosts it? Drew Carey. Like Drew Carey, like from the Drew Carey Show and and yeah. Newsline and those things. And the military, yeah, Drew Carey. Well, not in the military. That'd be weird. He was in the military. No, I know, but it's not like if you said like, all right. Bob Meskiewicz. Oh, you mean Bob Meskiewicz from the military. I don't have every single person that's ever served in our armed forces memorized that you could say from the military. I go, oh, yeah, of course. That's what I meant. That's the joke. Oh. Oh, the enamic carbon pod. I do a lot of podcasts. Sorry. And drugs. Season two. Lillian, I'm going to say something very surprising to you. And if any of the Alex cast listeners, that's the other podcast I'm on, are listening, you're going to be shocked by this revelation. You know what I thought about season two? You know, season one, I was telling you how it's almost unwatchable and unfunny. Mm-hmm. You know what I thought about season two? What? Swerve. Actually, I thought it was fucking funny. I love season two. Shocked. I was, uh, after season one, no, there's some episodes of season two that are very season one-y, mm-hmm. in which there's not a single fucking joke to be found, and I just didn't bother watching most of it. Yeah. However, I watched the um, one, two, three, four, five, six episodes that we said we'd focus on. Not we said we'd focus, Whatever. The six that I inexplicably put on the website because uh, mm-hmm. I just didn't have a lot of time to watch them all. But uh, I ended up watching more, and some of them are unfucking watchable. In fact, I want to bring up the, uh, the Which one? List. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I should have had this in front of me. Let's see. Uh, Simpsons season two list. So I feel like on the whole, the vibe of season two is just like, I, I kind of, well, I said this about season three as well, but. Well, let's not get to season three yet. No, I know. So far, uh, as I was going through that, what I realized that in season two, uh, as I was looking at the list, I'm like, wow, we've already talked about a bunch of these. So, like, we, we really got to stop doing that so much. So, uh, Treehouse of Horror, I was expecting, that was like, the only one on the list that I didn't find funny or all that enjoyable was, I was thinking, um, first Treehouse of Horror episode, was thinking there'd be some amusement in it. Pretty, pretty bad. The only thing I had written down that was vaguely amusing was, um, I thought Maggie with a knife was somewhat cute. And then, um... Uh, Bart asking the uh, uh, discorporate voices if they were his conscience, a conscience uh, when he was when they were telling him to kill, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the only thing that the the Kang and Kodos one I found almost unwatchably unamusing, and I the the Raven one I think is just more that one is just more I think I've seen it too many times so that that I I got to give that a pass that may have actually been more amusing than than i can give it credit for but i got yeah. like two seconds and i'm like yeah I, I, this is i've already done this let's let's yeah i gotta take a step yeah. see i think uh, like it, it kind of plays into and i think when you watch earlier episodes you notice this a uh, moments where it's more based on like it's the simpsons 
and how that meant a completely different thing in like 1990 oh, totally. than it means now. Yeah. And just like, I don't know, Bart saying don't have a cow man was like kind of a it, that's the Simpsons kind of moment. Well, I actually found that kind of that's part of the thing I was expecting was what you're saying. And there was far less don't have a cowman moments than I, like I remembered it being t-shirt phrase. Look at the t-shirt phrase, mm-hmm. this adorable family. And it's like, Oh no, these actually have some pretty sarcastic, deep kind of culturally like poignant and pop culture reference jokes going on where I was expecting. Don't have a cowman every three mm-hmm. seconds. Like huh, he doesn't know El Bardo is Bart. There's memes right there. Bart. It's in El Bardo. <laughs> Trigger warning, cultural appropriation. Um, mm-hmm. I found that real like okay so that and then the um what was the one that I the other one I turned off cuz I'm pointing out the shitty ones because literally that like it was so rare um uh Bart the Daredevil was one which I wasn't expecting to like and that one I just I found devoid of humor um and uh the oh uh what was, it, what was the other one with um sorry give Lisa me Lisa the substitute you don't know Lisa in the substitute because I didn't remember that one being funny and it wasn't, but I don't think that was the point of that episode. That was, no, it's not we funny. have a famous person on the show. Let's make a kind of, that was like a foray into a little bit more, I don't know, dramatic storytelling is the right word, but that one, that's, I didn't feel like that was particularly, um, particularly, you know, apt to try to rate that on the, you know, funny scale. It was a three men in a comic book. Um, funny concept. And the then, rumpus room is in that one. Yeah. No, there's, it's not that it's bad. It just, it had that season one stink on it where it's more like, like cartoons are funny because they're animated. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes they forget that they're supposed to put jokes in. Yeah. And that's, but there was so little of that in season two. I was really expecting to be like season two in my head. I was expecting 70, 30 season one jokelessness. And it really mm-hmm. was like maybe, maybe 10, 15% of it was that season one shit, which I was, I was in shock. Like there were so many subversive funny jokes in there and i uh, the other thing i i noticed i forgot how much the show used to be based on being a nerd and this is something i i didn't pick up i i was i think i was trying to say but i, I kind of formulated it and i actually wrote down the quote which is exactly right because they predicted their fanship it's bart's teacher um crabapple i've been calling her crabapple this whole <laughs> time due to the difficulty and relative obscurity of the reference you deserve uh, uh, extra points on the exam. <laughs> if that is not the most in-universe reference to the fans and and predictive quality of the fans, that it became the most obscure reference win games mm-hmm. what was was The Simpsons. And I, I when they said that quote, I'm like, oh, that's exactly right. And then I just, watching back, I'm like, oh, wow, that's a psycho reference. That's a streetcar Dean Desire reference. That's a uh, that's a uh, rear window reference. And going through all these like great movie references, like oh, I forgot about this. Like this show yeah. used to be this, and I think that's some of the things that got forgotten in that weird season seven through ten slow yeah. decline. And it did it well. It did it like in a way that didn't feel super shoehorned or Family Guide in. You know, like yeah, like um, the the one I was thinking was a Homer thinking he's going to die from the fugu mm-hmm. where he's doing the, uh, the graduate thing where he's running home and he bangs on the window going, Marge! Yeah. Where like the door's right there. That's a funny joke. It's not going, Hey, remember the graduate or I don't even know if that's the name of the movie, but like it was, mm-hmm. it's a funny, like it actually fit the scene instead of going wink. Let's now do a scene from this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like remember that time you were da 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 da. Like it doesn't yeah. have to do that. Um, 
And like I remember in high school, the first time I saw Citizen Kane, how many um, Sim- Simpsons references so suddenly made sense. Mm. Well, pretty much just the Burns and the Bear episode. Oh no, there's there's a lot, and there's a lot, there's a lot more than that. But that episode's really heavy with uh, well, Citizen Kane. Uh, another one from season two is uh, uh, there's they do shot for they do a, a dead shot of Bart holding his sled is directly uh, yeah yeah. From, from Citizen Kane. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, and a lot of it is, it feels like, and it's probably right, it feels like a show written by people that went to college for cinema studies. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of, I was actually just watching this, um, I posted it on my Facebook, so I remember he's friends with me on Facebook, or, oh no, I did on, at the Alice cast, my Twitter account. Um, somebody did a shot-by-shot kind of discussion of why Kitasawa films are kind of amazing. Like, the way they, mm-hmm. the way that he uses motion and the way that, like, you know, they say, like, every, you know, every frame, of, every frame of painting. And so they show, like, this, this kind of motion shots and the way they move, like, and it's that kind of in-depth understanding of cinema that I think actually made these episodes a lot better than they had any right to be for the mm-hmm. era of comedy we're talking about. And I, it's just, it's not that I forgot that. I just, it wasn't so forefronted because the shows I like, I end up liking them because they were just the depth of the, I mean, the humor is just amazing by like season four or five that it's just, I mean, it, I don't know that there's ever been funnier comedic writing, but I mm-hmm. forgot how like, like actual art is going on there. Like this is actual like cinema art artistry. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's wild. Yeah. And like, well, I was looking, um, there was a pretty big, a pretty solid dream team, I think, in solid in season two, right? It was like Brad Bird was doing it. And I think it's Gaber Zuppo. Is that the person's name from Klasky Zuppo? The person, the people who made Rugrats? That sounds right. I should tell you this. Um, much like reading, uh, much like books and movies and stuff, I only pay attention to what's on the page to say. Like, so with mm-hmm. The Simpsons, I only pay attention to what's on screen. So I don't know fuck all about who wrote on it, who the art directors were. Like, I know it's there in the credits, but like, I... I'm only there for the stuff they put to be thrown in my eyeballs. Not mm-hmm. so I don't I don't know the name of who directed episodes. I don't know when the writers came on. So I'm sure what you're saying is correct, but I I've I do not have the insight to agree with that. <laughs> yeah, well that's the thing. It's there was um I think it was Brad Bird and I like well Sam Simon obviously and um a couple people who I think more than one person who went on to be big players down at the Pixar factory, like. Especially Brad Bird because he's been doing a lot of Pixar stuff. I, you know, uh, honestly, I didn't even know. You don't know who that, you don't know. I know, I know who oh, that okay. is. I didn't, I didn't realize he was an, he was an ex Simpsons person. Yeah, yeah. Not surprising to me at all. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of people who went on to do like a lot of really heavy stuff. And you're right, that like, name is right. It's Gaber Suspo or something like that. Suspo, you're, yeah. Yeah, that's that that that's the name of the company or the name of the dude. So that Klasky oh, no, yeah. G- Suspo. Oh, that's might it. Yeah, is that that's his ex wife. Okay. And they made, yeah. um, and they continued to work together for a really long time. Yeah, I think and they, they were in Ren and Stimpy, weren't they? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they did Ren and Stimpy. They did Rugrats, Rocket Power. Um, well, Rocket Power sucks. I think Ren and Stimpy just had another weird name, and I just totally like, just totally like, oh, weird name cartoon. Therefore, they're all the same. You're right. I probably did just conflate them. Yeah, I think as told by Ginger, but I never watched that, and that was just. Oh, not I don't even know what that means. Yeah, it shouldn't. Um. Oh no, and the wild thornberries. Yeah, and, it was after my time. Yeah, it was like after your time. Um, but, but yeah, they did a lot yeah. of Arhiti did. Um, I'm not surprised. There's there's a lot of and there's a lot of really good. Um, on that note, I mean, the the people you're talking about is, um, 
the camera movement that's in these episodes are kind of wild that you forget that this is this is old hand-drawn animation these are mm-hmm. hand celled animation so mm-hmm. they do a lot of like i mean it is and going back to that cinema point is there's a lot of like these weird close-ups and like kind of hard pans and like there's these really difficult shots that i think watching in a modern context unless you're like trying to pay attention to it it would it passes you by but like this is this is all really heavily planned out that it's an extra you know probably a couple hundred hours of work to have that one three second camera movement mm-hmm. go that way and yet they did it a lot and I, I unfortunately didn't break down any examples but as it was going it was a lot of the ones that like came from films like holy shit they spent a fuckload of animation money for something that ostensibly no one's going to notice and that's the kurosawa thing it, it like you never notice it unless somebody points it out and you're like oh yeah that's why this is really fucking brilliant. And then you can't unsee it. And it's know? something with like pretty terrible animation too. <laughs> like Um, like or there's a lot of moments in the early Simpsons where it just like there's frame by frames that are like really off and weird. Well like um yeah. and that's I think that's and I, and it's good. I think it's like it's much better to spend the time and energy making something the the group shots and the um kind of dull animated like the dull movement ones you're right because i was noticing on the snow episode every character is marge that runs out of the house with just a different dress and slightly different hairstyle yeah like they all have like sort of the same dress maybe black uh uh, pearls on or something uh not not johnny depp in the boat he has in the hilarious and wonderful pirates of the caribbean movies by the disney company i mean just literally black pearls Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just all the characters are her exact uh, body type, and and it's like, oh well, I was there to save a shitload of money, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like which is which is referenced later at the um, uh, the one with uh, where the, uh, the Simpsons whatever spectacular where they talk about how and sometimes cartoon places uh, re- uh, cha- re- repeat backgrounds to save money, and it's uh, uh, Troy McClure walking down a hallway, yeah, and, and it's it like keeps the same having person. the exact same background, yeah. yeah. And the critic made that exact same joke because yeah, you know, it's the same show i am very excited to get to uh the critic or the episode with the critic so we can watch the critic oh yeah you know what actually made me laugh about that i totally forgot i didn't forget but i forgot how early Artie ziff was i mean season two is Artie ziff i mean which is yeah. essentially i mean it's john lovitz of course but it's i forgot how quickly they got to like that kind of sleazy john lovitz character in 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 the simpsons which is wild mm-hmm. oh and you know what oh so i wrote down i can't get over how often phil Hartman's in it like, yeah, he had know, a lot of just little side pieces here and there. Yeah, he did. He was he was a lot more of like kind of a yeoman on that show than I think people realized. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, also, oh, another creepy thing before I point out the other. Wait, I'm, gonna pick a little, I'm actually going to hold my pen right there so I get to that. But creepy moment of um, Marge. Mm-hmm. Th- that's the mom sitting next to Bart and Lisa. And, um, and then uh, Bart starts talking his sexual history with his ex-husband. Because it's the lady that is Bart's voice does the voice of one of the baseball players' ex-wives when they're at the dancing hall. <laughs> it's, it's Bart's voice bitching about her ex-husband. And she doesn't bother to change the voice at all. Like, maybe it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just Bart complaining about his sexual history with his ex-husband. And it's such an <laughs> awkward moment of like, I mean, guys, I know, like, this, I, I get it. But you could have at least done, like, at least had that be, like, uh, uh, Luann Van Houten, who I don't think she's introduced yet, but any other female voice sitting mm-hmm. next to Bart's like that, just in conscious, like, ooh, that was jarring. <laughs> like, well, I thought, oh, speaking of like inappropriate things, uh, did you watch, um, I can't remember if it was on the list or not, but which episode was it? Oh, the episode where they get cable 
And they steal cable? No, no. Oh, okay. I, do, I, do, I do remember that one pretty Okay, well. so there's like one part that I completely didn't remember. And it's that um, Lisa's very upset because she thinks that they're all going to hell for stealing. And Bart's like sort of B story for that is that he finds the porno channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's selling tickets for all of his friends to watch porn. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I was just like really kind of shocked at that. It's like, oh, well, there's actually- a 10-year-old, a 10 and a half year old watching porn. Well, that's but again, that's this is that generational thing we we're talking we're going on about. That was definitely my generation, like that you know finding finding porno mags in the woods and trading them with your friends, and that was all of my friends at that age. Like that's what you did at that age. Like, mm. that, you know that's that wasn't that that shocking. I just forgot how much of of it was on the show. So I wrote down one very much like that that I didn't get at the time. Hey, everybody, go outside. John Hancock's writing his name in the snow. <laughs> well, that's one a pissing in the snow reference, but of course I use John Hancock. Yeah. Like, that's a direct dick reference just right on the show. Completely over my head. I know Hancock's famous for signing the Constitution, but the Declaration of Independence, but um, that's that's a total dick joke. And it just went over my head because I'm I'm now used to the family guy and the other ones where they would say, hey, everybody, come outside. There's a giant penis doing penis things. And Mm -hmm. that's the joke. And then the Kool-Aid man will come through the window and blow someone. But the other one and uh, directly that uh, I forgot how much Burns evolved. Burns. Uh, it says, uh, let's see, wait. Oh, I didn't write down the exact quote, but Burns, uh, checking out a lady's gams with... Yeah. Like, he's a total lech. He, yeah. He, he's, and the joke is he's so old that he th- finds her ankles attractive. That is, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of really... Oh. But he and Smithers sit on a bench, like, ogling women together. So, and it's like, that's so weird. It is. I do like the subtext, though, because you did kind of tell the character, like, uh, I, I, I don't know the names of the people who play, but, uh, what's his face that plays, uh, uh, Smithers... You could tell he had gay in, in mind because he did have a tentative uh, toady vibe in his voice still. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, he was also enjoying those those spectacular gams. It was, yes, of course, sir. Yes, those are lovely legs. Yeah. And I find them attractive with my male parts that like women. Like, you know, he's got that kind of tentative voice. I'm like, oh, wow, that's still like they had that in the character design that early on. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's a I was kind of surprised um, how burns heavy. That season is. Yeah, I had forgotten totally about um, him and Homer bonding over beers at the uh, at the at the baseball game. Yeah, totally forgot. Yeah, because they they didn't claim like an evil, like he wasn't totally evil yet. He was just kind of a dick, mm-hmm. which was you know it, it very much changed you know as the show pr- moves on. He becomes essentially Nosferatu, mm-hmm. and literally in an episode of yeah. Nosferatu, um, shown terrifying children in this. Yeah, thing. But I, for, I forgot he's, they're doing like funny. Uh, well, not funny, but they're doing. Um, amusing baseball chants at the at the pitcher and it's and it's fucking burns mm. half drunk on beer by the way 250 for two large beers at a baseball game fuck i missed the early like <laughs> god damn the late 80s early 90s must have been wonderful but um yeah with uh, uh burns critiquing homer's uh uh what do you call them not cat calls uh funny lines at athletes i don't know what you call those but where he's like, uh, we want a batter, not a baby bladder. And, mm-hmm. and Burns is like, hmm, humorous, but a little low key, you know, a little yeah. low brow, whatever. I'm like, oh my God, that's not the character that it, that it was, you know, Naya season later. Oh, it's so funny because one of the, like, the very, very recent um, episodes, like one of the most, new, one of the newest ones, if not the newest ones, I think, um, which is mostly pretty terrible. But um, one of the whole subplots is that like Marge makes a Facebook joke about a meltdown and gets Homer fired for a joke that she makes on Facebook. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and um, Burns is like, oh, like, 
what do all these hitchhikers sign mean? It's like, oh, it means that so many people like this and that, um, and then he goes on this whole thing about how he doesn't get the joke. But there were parts, I don't know, I feel like... Sorry, without watching that, I'm like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Uh, like, I mean, I think I get it, but like, yeah, without seeing it, that didn't... Well, that he didn't fires, hurt. yeah, he fires Homer for like a, a joke that Mark, Marge makes on yeah. Facebook. But, um... No, that part I got, I just didn't understand the rest of it. Yeah, but, um... No, that wasn't on you, I don't mean to be rude, I just... Mm-hmm. Without having seen it, I'm like, alright, I get the hitchhiker thing, that's actually kind of a funny line, like, I the thumbs that was up a funny is, line, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't really understand anything, because I'm, I'm not, I haven't watched the show in a really long time. Yeah, but like... I feel like Burns oscillates, though. It's almost like they couldn't tell if they wanted to make him a sympathetic character or not during that time. Well, at least season two, I felt like he was pretty... I, I felt he was pretty straightforward. Like, um, they were playing... And I can't think of the name of the character, but they were playing him as... Um, oh, God. Uh, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, there, there's there's a... a in in uh, old It's an old movie or an old book. I don't remember, and this is why it's killing me. But anyway, there's a character of the... Uh, the I think it's like the coal plant owner, which is... He, that's what Burns is modeled after. He's modeled after an existent liter- literary or movie character. And I'm blanking horrifically right now, but it's some rich guy that treats his underlings rather shitty. And... Um, uh, the character is that where it's, he's not like, he's not a representation, representation of pure evil, but he'll totally be like, I'm not going to jail or paying money. If I hit a kid, he's alive. Like mm-hmm. more like a, like one of those, I mean, it is very much like a, you know, a, like a warm, I don't know who Warren Buffett is. Somebody that owns like a really big company mm-hmm. and, or, and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, child slavery is making the shirts, but you know, I'm not really going to think about it because I'm more thinking about money. So it's, well, it's more like they yeah. tried to make him sympathetic and less cartoonishly evil. But, well, no, but that's what I mean. He's, yeah. yeah, he's an actual person. Like, it doesn't, like, like everybody likes Steve Jobs, but I mean, Steve Jobs owned a company that has literally, like, thousands of human slaves that mm-hmm. make his products for him. That doesn't make Steve Jobs evil. I mean, maybe it does, but it, there's a much larger discussion at hand. Well, yeah. I think that's what they were going with on season two, while in the later seasons, it just becomes, he becomes the Grinch. And mm-hmm. again, literally during the show, he does become the Grinch. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, where he tries to steal his son or whatever. So, um. I'm just, yeah. I'm starting to have way more, and I'm, and I think I touched, I've, I think, I'm, I'm not sure if I've even touched on this every time we talk about this, but they're like, how uh, on the AV club, they had the thing where they read the archives of people complaining about how season four and five of The Simpsons, like, jumped the shark. Yeah. And was like the worst. And I'm like starting to understand where those arguments came from. I'm not saying I agree with them because like those episodes are really great in different ways. Yeah. And they're still really great, but in just different ways. But there is a lot of like humanity that gets lost there. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, the only thing I disagree is it's not jumping the shark. I think one, it's that people don't understand what that phrase means and they use it too much. It's the show change. That doesn't mean jump the shark. It became no, really people, good, just different. Yeah, yeah no, but people were. Right. I mean, what I'm talking about is people complaining about that. Oh no, I know, but I yeah. think, but I think people also just when they're complaining, that's not actually what they mean because mm-hmm. they didn't have a moment where one dumb thing happened and then the show sucks, like what happened on Happy Days. Yeah, it's the show just changed and still remained quality, and then didn't go off the air two seasons later after adding in another character. Which is sort of what jumping the shark. That's the, the that's the crux of the the, the entire phrase. Um, oh, that it doesn't mean it's, it doesn't mean the beginning of a steady decline. It means no, no, like jumping, this outlandish and outlandish moment that it, yeah, yeah, I no, get what you're it's saying. It's from Happy Days. The episode yeah, no, no, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, because then that show goes. Uh, that's where Fonzie starts wearing. Uh, he starts becoming like a teacher afterwards. It, it's essentially they start doing dumb shit, like um, when they add Oliver to uh, the Brady Bunch, their weird cousin that's mm-hmm. living with them. Scrappy Doo. Um, the Scrappy Doo, I don't think counts because he stayed around for a while, 
And uh, he, I think maybe I just liked him as a kid. So maybe, not, yeah, <laughs> I think I just, but I liked Scrappy Doo a lot when I was a kid. I just immediately wanted to protect him. But um, one time I heard in conversation, it was, uh, uh, you know, when Mork showed up on Happy Days, that was really when that show jumped the shark. I'm like, I, I, this wasn't a conversation with me. So I unfortunately couldn't step in and be like, you, you can't do that. That's the show that the phrase Jump the Shark came from. You mm. can't say the show that Jump the Shark came from Jump the Shark on a different episode from the one it Jump the Shark. You can say it went downhill. You can say it crossed the Rubicon. You cannot, however, say it Jump the Shark because it's the fucking show that phrase came from, you douche. Sorry. <laughs> I don't like that term douche. I don't know where it came from. I think somebody was saying it on a podcast. I take that back. I really don't like using that term. But, uh, I mean, as an insult, it just, it's... Just I'm from New Jersey and it got in my head again. But yeah, <laughs> sorry, just pet peeve. I it's just like, noticed. I, I've been spending the last like 15 seconds trying to figure out how Scrappy Doo would work as a knuckle tattoo. Um, not not yeah yeah not, not well. No, not well. I no, think that's no. the answer. Yeah. And I was thinking of, like maybe you just wrote Doo on your pinky, but and then you had Scrappy on the other part. But um, yeah, no. Yeah, it's it's just, that it, was where my mental tangent. In went. fact, in fact, it's a really bad idea. But uh, yeah. I thank you, thank you for paying attention to the show. I really appreciate it. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad, I, go, I'm glad I, I created this as a, and it's an outlet for your creative self and for you to talk about the Simpsons. But no, that's fine. No, it's good. No, just just think about Scrappy Doo. It's all right. <sighs> that's like I've been trying. Oh no, no no no! Go on the next notes on your on your list of notes that you made. Oh wait. Oh no, I'm the one with the list of notes. But no no, no. keep thinking about Scrappy Doo. It's fine. Oh, I wonder how Velma would fit on my... it. <laughs> That's a completely different thing because we didn't mention Velma at all. Oh, well, you have glasses on. I want to find my other notes here because I have, actually have another entire talking point about the season. And we can go through the episodes that we wanted to watch. But um, um, that's hand covered in his name. So burns the latch, which I found. Oh, and um, the funniest line of anything of this entire thing is uh, jokes on him. I'll be dead by tomorrow, <laughs> which is so fucking morbid. And I forgot, like, I forgot how dark the show got. In a very straightforward way. Mm. Uh, like, I forgot how fucking wonderfully just, oh, God, this is, ooh. Like, that's just, that's not even, like, joking around. That's not using, like, any kind of metaphor. You're just going, yeah, I'll be dead. Because this is before Homer could have, a like, a mountain fall on him and, and live. Mm -hmm. This is when, theoretically, the show would have consequences if something happened. Mm -hmm. And he's just joking around, oh, you're the lovable dad from TV? No, I'm going to be rotting in the ground tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. There was a really, 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 really great pun that I can't remember, and I'll post it on the page if I remember it. Oh, please do. That was just like one of those completely out of left field brilliant puns, and it was in, I think, that episode. Oh, the other one, uh, Bart gets an F, which I was going to skip. I'm so glad I didn't, because holy fuck, that episode was funny. Uh, Kerbopel saying, as shameful and emotionally crippling as it would be when reference being held back is such a fucking brutal, <laughs> shameful and emotionally crippling as it would be. It's so good. And then Martin, who I did not think Martin got a good joke off for, you know, most of the early seasons. Up and I think the first joke, if I had to bet, I'd bet the first joke was him saying Wang computers on his yeah. t-shirt. But him going... Where they're doing the training sequence where Bart is highlighting and Martin is slapping his, his wrist with a ruler. Mm -hmm. And he goes... Oh, you're doing very, very well, Bart. Next, we can try it with a real book. <laughs> he's so shit at it. He's training him to just how to use a highlighter. It's such a what brutal and such a great joke. Mm -hmm. I was, I was thinking about how much I like the uh, early season team of um, Martin and Mrs. Krabappel. 
Oh, yeah. They have a really yeah. good back and forth. Yeah. Of just like kind of being fed up and over th- and over it. Yeah, like Martin doing the, there's another wonderful point of uh well, not wonderful point, but it was a really great intro of Martin doing Old Man in the Sea. Yeah. And then like, you know, the, the Krabble just getting like kind of enamored with him. It, it was just a really fun, yeah, it's a good dynamic. Yeah, cuz like sometimes Martin would be an annoying teacher's pet, but for the most part, like you feel empathy for Martin yeah. because he's in like a similar thing like Lisa where he's just like smarter than most than his surroundings well, and has to kowtow to that all the time well that's what i was going to say and this is this goes back to our whole lisa conversations lisa's not really smart yet she's the smart one of the simpsons but she's not smart yet i think she takes martin's role as the show goes on because mm-hmm. she's just the one that's not dumb of the simpsons at this point and then she, later she becomes like actually like proper smart mm-hmm. but in the early at least season one and two she's yeah she's prescient like she's definitely like you know have a, has an adult mentality but she's not like the genius level smart that that she later becomes in the show. It's just that she's like the she's the only adult in the Simpsons family. I I don't know. I would disagree with that. I think it's um, implied that Lisa's really really smart, especially no in no the, implied. Like, that's yeah. the exact word. That's oh, okay. That's what I mean. Is she like? It's not that she is dumb by any stretch, or like she's just vaguely average, and the rest of her family is a bunch of idiots. It's implied, and then mm. later she gets the like. It's actually just. No, she's just totally like brilliant, you know, ridiculous off the top genius level smart. Where in these seasons, it's yeah, she's a straight A student, or you know, she's quite good at things. But it's I, not. See, that, I yeah. still think that it's like well, because you have Martin. Like compare her and Martin. Like Martin is actively like he's doing a he's doing a you know a monologue from from Old Man of the Sea, and you know you don't see that from. Lisa but I think yet. that's yeah. partially because Lisa's teacher is like and i always love that no, but as, you like, see it later yeah yeah, yeah. you yeah. see it later but like i think i always like thought that that was one of those great ironies that if um mrs Krabappel had lisa as a student yeah that like she would have done so much better well in in this in in the early season because then Krabappel changes too like yeah this is the only time you see her with any kind of competence really well Krabappel yeah. changes later though Krabappel, like and this is one of the ways that she's like really inconsistent is there's like the episode where she starts dating uh, I think it's the episode where she starts dating Skinner. You mean Gordy Howe? Like, um, what? Forget it. Okay. It, uh, Bart Bart puts up a dating profile for her dating Gordy Howe. Remember he fakes being her boyfriend? Oh, yeah. no, it was Woodrow. Yeah, that's Gordy Howe. Oh. He's a, he's a very famous hockey player. He's who that person was in that episode. Oh, yeah. the picture. That's at the end where they do his oh. stats. Gordy Howe is a very famous hockey oh, player. Oh, doy. That's, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but... Like, they simultaneously show her being really burnt out and kind of, like, uh, and it's... That's a good way to put it. She's more, like, world-weary intelligence, and then she becomes, like, proper genius intelligent. World-weary is a really great phrase. That's the phrase, that's what she's doing in that season. Is that mm-hmm. kind of world-weary, almost like a French we kind of... It's uh, more wise it, than it is. Yeah, and she turns into more of, like, the... um like totally off the top quotations kind of smart as the, as the show goes on. Yeah. yeah. I think to put I it in Dungeons remember. and Dragons terms, she goes from having a high wisdom stat to a high charisma stat. Or not charisma, sorry. Never. Um, a high wisdom stat to a high intelligence stat. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll just stick with my French existential on <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can't believe I get to say this on a show where we're talking about The Simpsons only, but uh, I'm not that big of a nerd to understand your reference. Oh. Five damage. Yeah, that was that was honestly. <laughs> no, I just I just happened to not to play. I'm sure yeah. I'd enjoy the show. I'd sure to enjoy that game quite a bit. I just haven't played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, from the bar gets an F. Um, oh, you should be used to failing by now. Another <laughs> rippling moment. And um, 
uh, followers of my other podcast will know I'm going through some uh, massive emotional changes trying to rebuild my brain. I got a little teary-eyed at Bart crying that he failed. He's like, no, but I actually tried this time. I'm like, oh, that's what it feels like to try, like, which I've mm-hmm. not done before. I'm like, oh, man, that, like, really got me. That, that hit me right in the feels. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like... I love, like, so many of those things are just, like, a slam on how bad that education, the education system was and is. Especially that they call in the counselor to slowly break the news of how horrible it's going to be for him to be left back. And then they just, like, go yeah. ahead and threaten him with it anyway. I-, I couldn't get over watching that episode. And I'm pretty sure that I said this last last time. But, like, Marge and Homer, like, really don't do shit to help him. No. That's, that's the thing. Is, that's why all those jokes about The Simpsons, like... You know, uh, uh, where it, a lot of the episodes ended up with Lisa staring at the camera going, and then they found out it was The Simpsons or, you know, some variant on a theme of, well, it's only horrible because it's The Simpsons mm-hmm. or that's only good in comparison to The Simpsons. Like they are. And this was shocking when you and I first sat down to do the show is for some reason you thought them to be like, or at least Marge and Lisa to be like some kind of actual hu- like these are these are terrible people like they as parents, they are garbage until like mm-hmm. they're fucking horrible people uh, so uh, yeah that's uh and they the educate like this is there's nothing redeeming about the adult structure maybe not nothing redeeming well i think the difference is that marge is trying all the time and homer well, has no, to be goaded to try marge is trying with lisa a bit and then it's yeah, yeah bart is no nah, it's all right you're sweetie you'll 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 what the, the, the bart gets a, you're just a late bloomer or whatever she says mm-hmm. yeah wait a parent marge <laughs> like, what the fuck? yeah oh you're just a late yeah god forbid you sit next to him and watch him study what a jerk i know <laughs> or do it one-on-one or anything yeah it was, yeah. yeah there's a lot of that but um all right so but I think she was so overwhelmed all the time. Not to be, I'm like, I, I'm a big d- defender of Marge. But I think like she had to carry so much slack, and she was really overwhelmed. I, I, and... get, I get what you're saying, but I, I really think you're bringing too much of later seasons, not later seasons, but post episode seasons one and two, Marge into your into mm. your statement there. Because watching just seasons one and two, which is the ones I'm most familiar with, because I'm not, not most, I'm currently most up to date with, because I haven't really watched the show a lot uh, in recent years. There's, there's. She's not overwhelmed. She's not anything. She's just a. She's not like she's like an abusive bomber. She's just kind of just a. I mean, she's a set piece character. There's no real parenting there. Um, and she's not really. She's not really shown doing anything much. Uh, it's. It's not even like they don't even show her as like the house mom all that much. It's. It's. Well, there is the episode where she does a lot of the itchy and scratchy and poochy. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. There's that one, and there's uh. Or not poochy. I don't know why I said that. No, um, I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's scratching Marge, I think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that one, that one is referenced that, um, you know, the house kind of falls apart without her, which is, yeah, that's true. But I mean, for the most part, it's not like, it's not like thematically part of her character yet, which, it, which I think it becomes. And then, then mm-hmm. it's like with the Rancho Relaxo episodes, like the episode where, um, she literally starts losing her hair and flipping out. Like, I think you're putting that Marge, which is actually a fleshed out character and part of her character later on these early ones. Now it's just... They're just kind of both shitty parents that don't really care that much and just trying to get by bare minimum, like just, hey, hey, look, they're fed and got a roof of their house. I mean, this is what I was saying with the the parenting thing. You know, it's it's Homer's parenting like like his father did of the, you know, yeah, whatever. You're not dead. I'm doing a good job. And, mm-hmm. and Marge is doing the, uh, no, no, we don't really, we don't have her past in season two yet, do we? No. Well, I mean, we know it later, but we actually meet, we meet the cause of Homer's horrible in season two where anytime Grandpa Simpson shows up, like, Oh my God, you're a monster. Like you, I get it that this joke is that you're old and out of touch, but like, holy shit, you're a, this is a, you are an emotional abusive fucking monster. Mm-hmm. No, you shouldn't be allowed to your grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, 
uh, um, I got lost there because you had a look of you're like, oh, I got, and then and then you, I misread your your look completely. Oh, like I like I'm like oh oh you didn't say the thing I thought like I you had like the the Lillian face of I'm about to rail and then. And well, I was just thinking. I, I, like, I realized I didn't have any real direction with it. I was just thinking about how. No, it's fine. I just I want to explain the Fugu the episode. Okay. Like, I was like, what? Oh no, my the god! Fugu did I episode. What was going on right there? Yeah. I was thinking about that, <laughs> like how how they have like this grandpa redemption there. Yeah, yeah, I mean redemption, sort of, but it's 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 kind of the same redemption as like, you know, like I get it. You showed up to the Nuremberg trials, like yeah, cool. You did your jail time, but like mm-hmm. you were still a Nazi. Like I get it. <laughs> yeah, following orders. Well done, but your orders were to be a monster. So yeah, yeah it's uh no that, that there was one, but that was actually the one that shows kind of the depth of his kind of um not giving a shit because I can't think of that word. What's that called when you don't care? Indifference. Yeah, indifference. That's the word I'm thinking of. Um, that wasn't the word, but that's totally acceptable because um, I'm I'm t- totally lost on that indifference. Yeah, sure, whatever. You're right. It's close enough word. I can't. I you know when you've got like the vague feeling of a word in your head. And if I was in a different mind state, I totally would come up with like some other word, and it's just not going to happen. Isn't that isn't that there's that, that, that French word for it? Ennui? Because I said that. Before. No, no, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this French on this, but like the spirit or, or okay, let me just pronounce it the bad way. Le spirit d'escalier. Like it's like I think it means like the moment went up the stairs or something like that, or and it means that like. You had something and then you it's gone or something that you're tipper telling you. Yeah, can't I think it. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That that's, that's a French term for if it. If I thought about that, I totally would have said that and thought that's not what I was coming up with, but I'm glad I came up with that. <laughs> Just another on the various list of things I didn't come up with. Um the other ones we were supposed to watch, let's see, it was Barkett's Naf, we covered that. Episode three was Trias of Horror. You know, anything to say about that? I didn't watch that one. Yeah, it's, you didn't miss much. I was really. pretty drunk when we came up with this list. Um well it was on the website. Uh, for further use, and I only say that because I, I was told- pretty drunk when I looked at that website. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I I forgot to. I, I had to go to the website and find out because I'm like, I know we made a list. Um, see, dancing Homer. Anything else to say? Oh, I did like um, uh, that one. Another thing about the early episodes that it's changed a lot, and I actually think it does to the detriment of the show. But I mean, how many episodes can you write, kind of in a you know in a snow globe? But um. Uh, Capital City being this glowing, ritzy place, Tony Bennett singing on the corner. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that changes quickly where they now they live in almost the United States. They go to New York. Like, I mean, it becomes a much larger show when, you know, season one and two is very much like uh, Mayberry or something where it's, mm-hmm. you know, this very enclosed thing. And like the big city is this podunk capital in a no-name state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about like that episode makes you think of how much there's that like very current. There are there's that repeated sad theme of homer almost getting his getting a dream and being fulfilled and then having to kind of settle for his family being that fulfillment homer your dream was to get on the gong show and you did in 1977 <laughs> um yeah no you're absolutely right that actually is because that, i did that's from a later season but this is very much uh the uh yeah you stood in my way long enough yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, it's very much the uh, very much the kind of uh, Homer as unfulfilled, uh, you know, unfulfilled man. Which yeah, there is the early inkling to it in the um, and also which was which even I- Samson and Delilah. Like that's a big part of it. Like he gets yeah. hair and he get, like it's just that he is so fundamentally kind of depressed and disappointed with yeah. his life. And then there's these little windows where he could have where he almost gets out of it, and then he stopped or he gets out of it for a little while and then he yeah. stopped. Like there's that episode like. 
Um, well, no, we... Where Bart gets hit by the co- by Mr. Burns and yeah. Marge ca- costs him a million dollars. And well, the Dancing they... Homer one—that's uh, that's the one where Marge shows up as very much unmarge like where she goes yeah i think you should do it homer mm-hmm. where it's like she actually recognizes that she's like this man's been beaten down by life pretty badly yeah and she's supporting him in that well she becomes not a, in totality but she definitely becomes the foil to his idiocy later where it's um hey marge i'm gonna do this it's like oh why would you do that you know they, yeah they, oh you fucking idiot but like she actually did this there's like yeah we should do it we should totally go to it's like oh wow this is that is not a marge movement i was mm-hmm. you know in that setup but uh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You're totally right, Lillian. 100%. Disco, music, good times, big American party. And then there's things that, like, that I think Frank Grimes brings up, like, he lists, like, when they're talking about all of Homer's accomplishments and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like. But all those accomplishments are much later. Uh, yeah, much, much yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> much, much later. In fact, everything, I think, on the Frank Grimes list is uh, has not happened yet in the show. <laughs> um, our next episode is, was uh, the sushi Homer has fugu. Which we did talk about. Uh, that episode was so sweet, I thought. I thought, too. Here's the only real things that we didn't talk about. Uh, I thought, um, one, um, although I remembered it, uh, ballsy move for, let's see, 1991 to have two children sing the theme to Shaft. Uh, yeah. Um, also, back when they still um, drew in the writers into the show, because the person that's singing before Lisa and and Bart, are, that's... Uh, uh, Richard Sakai or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that that guy that you see that kind of looks like mm-hmm. with the mustache. Mm-hmm. And you see in the background, that's one of the writers. Oh. Like they write it, they draw in a lot of the writers in the early season. That's one of the few that I know because they introduce him as like Bob Sakai or something. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, I forgot they used to do that. So they talk about it in the commentary that uh, uh, Schwarzwelder is on there and a um, couple, you know, anyway, that's yeah. That's and um, uh, racism in that one, which I liked. Not that I like the racism, but uh, totally. Totally cool to have a really stereotypical Asian accent. Uh, I know it's an Asian dude doing it, but it's like, uh, one, the guy that's doing that voice doesn't have that accent, but it was just really, the the kind of jokey uh, Japanese accent was totally in vogue there. Yeah. And it wasn't like a big deal, which I liked, because um, it's a cartoon show, and they're not trying to make a statement about Japanese-American relationships. They're like, hey, this is a Japanese character. We should probably give him, like, Japanese accent. It wasn't like a big deal. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. And it's George Takai, who, you know, has later become a an icon for liberal thinking. Yeah, well, I thought it was interesting um, about that is it, it comes up to that whole thing with, like, uh, when when stereotypes are are used to equal representation. And yeah, yeah. Which, which is worse, to have no representation or to have all the representation be really stereotypical. Like, oh, oh! I thought you meant the other. I just meant. I mean, that's I. It, that's what a Japanese accent sounds like, though. Is one of the things where it's. It's not racist, or it's not. You know, it's. That's what like if someone was trying to do an American accent and they made their voice sound like me. Mm. That's accurate. Like mm-hmm. that's like like if they want to do like the white person, but I do speak from my my nose. Like mm. I totally sound like that's not racist. That's an accurate portrayal of my accent. Yeah. And that's totally, like, I think it's totally acceptable. That's why I never had a problem with Apu. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty good accent. Like, I've known people from India. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's really well done, you know? Well, I think if, uh, well, that's like a thing. It's like, uh, Apu is one of, I think, um, one of, like, the more fleshed out Indian characters that's on any TV show, period. 
Back then, definitely. Now there's a lot more. Yeah, now there's a lot yeah. more, but like... No, back then, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I even, even, I, yeah, even around like when he was getting married and when he was like... Um, yeah, it's probably first... I mean, probably first like 10 years of the show. Yeah, it's... it's. I would say in the first, last 10 years of our society is the kind of Indian as a as a cultural touchstone in the United States has shown up. Like, really, yeah, that's not a... Not a yeah, that was not a, a well represented subsect back then. Well, yeah. yeah, and the Simpsons does a lot of things where they take a, a, a one note stereotype, gets slowly fleshed out over time. Yeah. And I mean, and I think at this point they're doing it to like to kind of a ridiculous extent. Like, uh, I well, you haven't seen any of the new stuff, but yeah, let's get new stuff. Let's th- let's stick to old school Simpsons for a bit. Yeah, but we'll I mean, when, it's, when it was old, yeah, but I'm saying like it gets to, um. There were these things that, like, I don't know if they can't, they wouldn't count necessarily as good representation, but later led to better representation, or oh, yeah, less yeah. terrible. I get what you're, I totally get what you're saying, and I agree with that. I, like, just, I thought that some of these weren't bad, like, it was just a representation, like, it wasn't good either, it's just, hey, that's what a Japanese accent sounds like, so they just, they did one, instead of having it be, like, because normally, like, in a situation now, like, that joke would be uh, the Japanese guy that works at a sushi place... Uh, would have like a really thick like white guy accent and that would be the big funny joke of like hey we set you up for the stereotype but no we knocked it home with a uh like aziz does jokes like that all the time aziz and sorry mm-hmm. you know? like so like he'll do the um you know uh you know the, the the setup is like hey you know you're you're pakistani or whatever and then the the thing is like yeah man it's raised in baltimore yeah. Like, you know, that that's the joke now. But back then, it's like, no, he's just an Asian dude on the TV. So we had him speak like an Asian dude. Well, actually, and like, later, yeah. Akira, like, the, the sushi, uh, the, the waiter at the sushi place. I forget which episode it is that, like, Homer goes back to him a couple times. Yeah, he was. Oh, for Mr. Sparkle. He was that's a, a thing, yeah. Yeah, he was a somewhat regular, regular, uh, not a regular character. But, yeah, he was one of the kind of C characters for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's, like, a lot, a lot of really problematic stuff in early Simpsons, obviously. Oh, totally. Um, that was just one of the ones that I was more expecting it to be... Like, worse? I, I mean, I thought... I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was good, either. It was just like, oh, you just played an Asian guy with an Asian accent, which I thought was good. Because it's like, you didn't make a joke of it. There wasn't, like... It was just, hey, we had an Asian guy, so we just had him do an Asian accent. Like, okay, still, I see you know what you're saying. saying. Like, it's, like, just, it's not that... It, like, it, it was actually, like... You know what it is? It is that thing where uh, I was talking about, like... I, how I have an issue with some of, like, the kind of modern, like, kind of equality movements where it seems like it's more, like, overreactionary, where I, like, the, I just want everybody to be equal, like, immediately. Like, I totally get, like, the past, like, I'm not an idiot, it's just, there's nothing we can really do about that, so how would we just be equal, which a lot of those representations are like that, where it's like, yeah, there's nothing we could do on a, on a, on a kid's show, really, so what we're gonna do is if we have an Asian guy on the show, we'll just give him an accurate accent, and then we'll just do the show. Like, it's not, you know, it's... It doesn't have to be like this giant big like, th- like in Simpsons season let's say eight. It would have to be a whole fucking slog of an episode talking about like the racial implications of you know like it became like oh that's the theme of the episode where this is just like no just the Asian guy has an Asian accent like yeah. well, <laughs> um I think um like more of the point for that is that uh oh I forgot what I was gonna say never mind um but yeah it was just nice to see like. When, uh, just to, here, to make it a little less, like, kind of racially charged, like, if they show, uh, oh, no, they did make a complete ass of the Germans when they showed up. But if they if they didn't make complete <laughs> asses of the Germans when they showed up, they just had a guy with a German accent. They're like, yeah, because he's, he's from Germany, so that's the accent he would have. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. It's just like, you didn't have to make, like, some big fucking deal out of it. But, in fact, that one's actually, now I think about it, I'm kind of insulted as a person of German ancestry, because <laughs> they just portray us as either, like, 
uh, weird discotheque dancers. Like, like yeah, I'm being late for my craft <laughs> Or, you know, Oompa Loompa ex-Nazis. Mm-hmm. Fuck the Simpsons. I'm very offended. I'm <laughs> but, um, no, anyway. The podcast is canceled. <laughs> I didn't mean to make a whole thing. I just, it was just, it was, it was surprising that I just thought it was rather progressive to just, instead of making some whole fucking big deal of it or make a joke of it, you just go, you know, oh, that's the guy. Yeah, like, no, yeah. I, actually, I feel like those characters, like, I don't know, I'm not of that, like, heritage or anything, so, but, um... Oh, don't, don't... As I far as... Don't give a preamble. You're a human being. You're allowed an opinion. Yeah, You're but... of a heritage. You're So just yeah. pretend it's yours. Like, if they had a character that was Hebe McKeeberson, you could go, yeah, this is a really fucking offensive character. But if they had somebody that just sounds like a New York Jewish person, which they've had on the show, there, here. Yeah, they're leaving the character named the old Jewish man, yeah. Yeah, okay, so let's uh, talk about Akira. Jewish oh, guy then, on the I want to go back to, I remember <laughs> what my point was with that, yeah. was that, that, um, it's, I don't think that having non-white representation just immediately sound and to do, to be assimilated to white culture and to just act and sound white, like, doesn't really, isn't like a right answer. Oh, yeah. Representation. Oh, totally. Did. And I think that's like kind of a, 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 a decent example. Yeah, but this show also isn't looking for answers. They just they had an Asian guy, and they just didn't need, like. That's what I like about it. Like, also they had like uh, whichever the black one is of Lenny and Carl. Um, <laughs> Don't you remember the the te- the you wrote it? Didn't you write it on your hands? What? Yeah, I know. Lenny White, it. Carl Black. It, oh, Carl's black. Yeah, what do you mean? Lenny just feels like a like I don't know. It just no. Just how do like you not like seriously? How can you not remember? Because I haven't that? watched the show in a really long time, and I just think of them as a as a like a pair. Um, but uh. Like, uh, like Carl, it's just like... Not Lenny. I mean, don't you remember Marge embroidering the Lenny thing? You know, no, if you, if, if, if it had pointed out, if you had said not Lenny, then I would remember the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the embroidery. But if you had said, don't tell them how I live, mm-hmm. which is Lenny now that I have it in my head, but I wouldn't remember if his name was Lenny or Carl. It just, anyway, but yeah, it's just like, oh, it's just a black dude, not part of his character. Just, yeah, it's a mm-hmm. black dude, which I, I don't know. It was just, it was, it's, again, I just thought it was kind of... Uh, equal, uh, uh, not, um, not drawing a whole big fucking kerfluff about it. It's like, oh, it's just that character. Which, I don't know. I just, I was, I thought that was kind of early for that. Not even early for that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, mm. it's weird to see in a, a show from 1990 or whatever, 1991, you know. I thought it was funny in that episode how exotic sushi is. Oh yeah, that's that's an age thing too. This is yeah. this is very much where um, our age difference, I think, may have come uh, into no, hand. I remember, on my side. I, well, I, re- I remember when sushi was exotic. Oh, I, do you? Oh, do you yeah. remember that? Okay, because that's I remember that being really like. There's a amazing scene in. Uh, have you ever seen the original Wall Street with uh, Michael no. Douglas? I think it's Michael Douglas. I get that guy confused with his dad. Um, yeah, Michael Douglas is the younger one, but Michael Douglas and and, and I think it's it might be Alec Baldwin or. One of the guys that was like super handsome back in the eighties, but anyway, they make this entire massive deal about how he's eating sushi in his apartment. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it is the it's like it's like oh, I might as well I'm I'm eating caviar <laughs> off of off of off of unicorns and drinking champagne. Like, it's it they make the biggest fucking deal out of it. Yeah, it used to be this massive thing. I'd, oh, that's okay. I didn't realize it. Yeah, that's the I remember that's a, I remember well, being really young when that was like this. Ooh, sushi! Like, well, I remember <laughs> on Doug. Um, there. Well, I remember. Okay, when we uh, we went to Heights Elementary School. I I don't know about you, but I did. I said you. 
Oh, I thought you said we went to Heights. No, you did. I remember which elementary school I went to. Yeah. Like, well, uh, that's right. Alex was, and I grew up in the same town. That's so, why I thought um, it was weird when you said we. Well, I know. I played the I tape. Did, did we I you went to the same Heights? Yep, yep. I just played the tape. <laughs> why are you doing this to me? No, um. Because I'm a jerk. <laughs> I had a, like, did you do the thing where uh, they called it, like, international studies or something, and you just spend one month learning about a country depending on what grade you're in? If I did, I don't remember it. Okay, I remember, like, uh, I want to say fourth grade. I think it was fourth grade. Where we learned about Japan. And um, I remember when we learned about, like, it was a really big deal that my parents took me to, like, this one Japanese restaurant because they wanted to do it. Like, and they had a, we had to go to some hibachi place. Was it Mount Fuji? No, it wasn't uh, Mount Fuji. I've still never been in Mount I Fuji. I haven't either. I just remember it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mount Fuji was one of those for the audience at home. One of those, um, uh, you the the cooks uh cook on your tabletop in front of you and do like dumb flip the shrimp and catch it in their hat the hibachi yeah no yeah. we went to a hibachi place yeah but it was like that that oh, was is that hibachi just that that's always that way like it's always like showmanship with the I, there's different levels of it oh i don't I've, I've literally never been i thought i i didn't realize hibachi was like i thought hibachi was like you cook in front of you and then, then there's like the the showmanship uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I have it, no idea. It, it varies yeah. from place to place. Oh, okay. I think yeah. Mount Fuji is one of those places where they like really lay it on thick. But it's a yeah. place that they had commercials for yeah. back in Jersey, like all it's the time. The only reason I'm familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. But we went somewhere, and I don't remember where in Jersey it was. But like that, and that was was in... it Mount Fuji? No, goddamn Alex. <laughs> so you went somewhere in New Jersey. You don't remember? Yeah, and thought. it was like probably 1995, maybe. Right. That was a year. Yeah. I can confirm. Yeah, yeah, no, but that was probably when I was in fourth grade. It was like 1995, and that was like exo- like fairly exotic. Like we had to drive like two towns over. Yeah. And now there now there's a sushi place in Oak in our hometown. Like is there? Yeah. Where's that? Um, I think th- I haven't been there it- in a while. Uh, next, I think it's like pretty close to uh where the Notebook used to be. That little strip mall. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And uh, Delhi Sensations, which I always thought was like such a great name. Yeah. If Delhi since date, I don't know if it still exists or not. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, and like there was that episode of Doug where Doug's grandma is like all like really, really eccentric and outgoing and stuff, and then he makes Doug she makes Doug eat sushi. Oh, and Doug freaks out about it. Yeah, and... I, 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 uh, I didn't watch much Doug. Um, sort of in my age range, I did watch some of it. Um, but I, 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 I didn't pay a lot of it. You know, it's kind of wasn't a big touchstone. I was kind of just aging out of that level of cartoon as I was coming on. So I'm so you know, killer tofu, patty mayonnaise. I mm-hmm. remember I remember some of the touchstones. Quail man? Yeah. Yes. Um It was one of those th- I couldn't I had a hard time watching Doug because it was just same reason I I don't know. Never watch Breaking Bad. It just gets too intense and I can't handle it. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Did you really not watch Breaking Bad? I watched the first three episodes oh, and wow. then I stopped because I w- did not enjoy the time I spent watching it, huh. and I realized that like I was just kind of giving myself anxiety. Oh, I like I, I understand. I empathize. That show just did not. Uh, that one did not hit me that way. Uh, I uh, the the kind of uh, quality of the show let me kind of overcome. I'm that way with like it's, it's almost got to be shittier for me to feel that way. Like I can't watch like schlocky horror movies where like someone's getting chased, mm-hmm. even though it's like totally like that's the stuff that gets me because it's like. I think it's like I can't pay attention to it on a cinematic or like a art level because mm-hmm. it's so shitty. So it's all I do is feel it in the kind of lizard brain where it's like, oh, this is fucking me up. I can't watch this shit. Like, I'm just yeah. Gonna, yeah. 
See, that's how I felt about Breaking Bad because, well, Breaking Bad is a combination of like, I really hate watching people make mistakes. I really hate watching people make bad decisions. What and... the hell did you start a show with me for? <laughs> <laughs> and that's all Breaking Bad is. It's like, um, yeah, totally. It, yeah. Like, I just wanted, I, like, I couldn't, and also he would have health insurance. He's a goddamn high school teacher. Like, they're, I don't know. Things like that, which I know they try to explain away in the show and the whole point. Also, a lot of it's the basis of um, men needing to prove themselves in some way. Yeah. And like, I just, I, I hate that. Yeah. No, it, well, I mean, it, the story is, is, is pride. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's pride uh, getting in the way of himself. And I can't and, empathize yeah. with that. And it's really difficult for me to watch. And I just wanted to be like, quit, quit. quit. Oh, and I also, I really yeah. can't handle watching people almost get in trouble a lot. Well, that's you see. This is the thing. Not empathizing with that is why I can watch it because I can't empathize. Like that whole pride thing is not something that really fucks with me. Like if I'm wrong, which is like, oh yeah, it's, hey, look, I was wrong again. Mm-hmm. It's not like a big deal. Like, but um, so I can't empathize with it. I'm, like I can, I so I can watch it as like kind of a dispassionate thing. The one that gets me, and I literally can't, I can't watch like those um. I can't think of a good example, like an American Pie kind of movie where people are like really embarrassing themselves in, uh, in public like that, like that sort of thing where it's like kind of that cringe comedy. Like is cur- like Curb? Like Curb Yeah, I can't watch most of that. It just all it, it just feels like, oh God, I'm just watching my life. Like, that's just <laughs> I, like I'm just getting, oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It's like, oh God, yes, I know how that feels. That's not funny. That's, that's Thursday. I can't do this. Do you do the thing where if you have a really embarrassing memory, you kind of make an involuntary sound because I kind of do? Like, every once in a while, a really embarrassing moment that I had will pop into my head, and I'll just kind of go, like, eh, or something, and I actually, like, make a sound, and I don't mean to. Uh, do you do that, or am I just weird? I mean, those two statements aren't mutually exclusive. I don't think I do. I certainly, I certainly um, still feel for my younger self thinking about uh, embarrassing things that happened. And this is one of those things where I, I've talked about this before on, on my show, the Alexcast, alexcast.com, um, Alex about two X's that I have a good memory. Like, mm-hmm. like, like actually kind of a spectacular one. It's one of the only things that works on me. And, uh, it does, that doesn't mean like I can, like that doesn't just go to like historical dates. What that, that means is that time I peed myself in preschool. <laughs> and I remember every fucking detail of that. Every trip. And uh, I remember what happens when I'm drunk. So it is a, it's a living nightmare having my <laughs> mind. And, and it is it is awful. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't watch those cringe. Oh, God. I just. Oh, God. I know what that's like. Don't tell me things. Yeah, but, I had a skip. Oh, no. Have you, have you seen Fargo? Yeah. Okay. I Wait, had the movie a, or the show? The show. I've seen the first season of the show. Okay, yeah. So, like, uh, and this isn't, a, oh, oh, this is a spoiler. Oh, it's but fine. When, they're, they're, season two already ended. I think we're well past spoilers. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to be vague about this in any way. It's like, that isn't a really big spoiler. But when, like, that one person runs into that other person uh, and that thing happens in the elevator. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, had, I've had a fast forward for that. Like, the first time that one person approaches that other person okay, I in the it. casino, I'm like, I immediately, like, I had a pause. And then, yeah. like, fast forward and look away. And like... I know exactly what you're talking about, but I can. But for me, it's comedic based moments like that, where if if it's like in a comedy aspect, that I get really cringy and have to fast forward. In a show like that, that's just that doesn't that's not part of my life. So it's not something that you know I can't really get. The that stakes cringe are higher for. though. See, no, I feel like the when the stakes is, are higher. But I've never known. Okay, let's pretend we're talking about it. Let's pulp fiction. Um, I've never been in a situation where I'm about to be, you know, uh, get in trouble with a gimp and 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 some violent mm-hmm. gangster guy and in a fight for my life. 
I've never been that, so I can't really empathize with them. I can just watch it as like, yeah, this is something that's happening on a screen. Mm-hmm. However, I have uh, gotten an inappropriate, inappropriate boner in public or or tripped or gotten too drunk and said something stupid. That I've done. So watching that on the screen gives me the kind of chills of like, oh, God, no. Like, I can't watch this. I have to fast forward because I know what that's like. I don't know what it's like to be murdered or see somebody murdered in front of me. So I can't really put myself see, in it's that, more yeah. like that, that screaming like, oh, God, you're ruining your life kind of thing because it's a much higher stakes. It's like, okay, Larry David gets embarrassed. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Larry David gets embarrassed. It's like kind of the thing. Or um, Doug gets embarrassed. It's like, well, you know, Doug's kind of overreactionary and should probably be in therapy. Yeah. But, or um, get out of here. <laughs> uh, different Doug. My apologies. Yeah. I'm Doug and you're dad. Um, <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I just, I, I, the things I, I, the way that I kind of get that nails on a chalkboard style of empathy for me is the ones that like, is stuff that could happen in my life. So when the stakes are so high that I like, mm-hmm. like life or death kind of thing, it's like, uh, yeah, I, I can't really like, I can just watch it as art and like find it. It, I, it doesn't give me that really visceral. Like I have to fast forward this chill mm-hmm. um, while stuff of, you know, kind of embarrassment is that's the stuff that kills me that and watching people um, slowly break their finger on, in front of a camera, you know, when like into like a, like one of those, like whatever movies where they're going to torture someone or like, I'm going to cut your pinky off. And they like threaten them with like a, like a like a cutty thing near their finger. Oh, I, hate oh, I fast forward. Through. Ooh, because no, here's the thing. I have pinkies. I've cut myself accidentally. I can put those two together, and it's no, like, no, no. That's oh my god, no. But if somebody has a gun to their head, it's like, well, never been shot in the brain before. Not really been threatened with a gun in any way. I was actually concerned with. Uh, I I can just watch this. You know, that's like why I barely remember any of the tortures that happened in any of the hostile movies. But I totally remember the fact that they cut like this one guy's Achilles tendon. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah, no, like, no, oh, no. I know that. Yeah. Especially when it's like kind of slow and deliberate and you're like, this other human doesn't have to do this to this human. Yeah. So it was, uh, in the end, it was episode 19, Lisa's Substitute. <laughs> um, I mean, I watched it. I thought it was actually, you know, it was, it was better than I, was, I remembered because I remember really disliking that when it was on. This um, whole season is so sweet. It yeah, really is. The second season also, is the sweetest season. Weirdly enough, really Christian. There's a lot of Christian moments in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's a lot of like praying to God, thanking God. Like there's a lot of this is a, this is a religious family moments, which I know they're Lisa's just... really Christian even in the episode you didn't watch. But like, oh, wait, oh, I don't remember that. Oh, uh, okay. Lisa. She, yeah. yeah, no, it's like uh, they steal cable. And then Lisa goes to like Reverend Lovejoy and you know says what? like it's stealing cable. Yeah, like, yeah, sin yeah I and... forgot about that. Yeah, that's totally right. Yeah, it's it's yeah, there's a lot more of that. And that was um. Yeah, that was, that was, I, I guess I'd forgotten about that, I suppose, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, that was a weird one to go back on, but, uh, yeah, the, the sweet episode, um, I thought, uh, uh, what's his name, um, do I have it on the screen? Dustin Hoffman, I always forget his name, um, I thought he did a good job, like, it was, yeah, it was a sweet episode, which I guess, maybe just because I was, um, 10 when it came out, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess, you know, emotionally didn't have the depth to understand what's going on on the show, and that's why I disliked it, but yeah, it was, uh, that was a good one, I was, I was rather, uh, Rather pleasantly surprised to have like a lot of those sweet moments. I was pleasantly surprised when they showed up. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is nice. Oh, and that episode ends in such a sweet way with um, like Homer talking to all his kids and giving them all a pep talk. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I kind of turned it off after the substitute left. Oh, uh, I mean, there was supposed that many minutes left. Oh yeah, mm. that it's really sweet. It ends with mm. like um. 
I forgot that that was the episode where Bart runs for president, and that is such oh, yeah. a funny that that whole part is so funny. That actually was pretty amusing. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like, yeah, Not we demand that. more asbestos. Yeah, more asbestos, and like the which is funny. That's actually a, a, a really a predecessor to the joke. Uh, Tiny American flags for some, abortions for others. When yeah, Kang yeah. yeah. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, well, they say there is no easy answers. Well, I say we're not trying hard enough. Well, well, we're not looking hard enough or something. Well done, Lillian. Due to the difficulty and relative obscurity of that reference, I believe an extra point is deserved. <laughs> so that's season two. Let me let me have the realization. Ahem. Padma and Parvati Patil. Sherry and Terry. Lisa. Hermione. Nelson, Kearney, and Dolph. Draco. Crab. Goyle. Mrs. Crowapple. McGonagall, which I can't mm. remember her first name. Bart, Minerva. Minerva, yeah. Bart is either Sirius or Harry, depending on which way you want to go. Uh, you He's know. James. Yeah, I didn't want to go James because you don't really get to know James that much. It's, yeah, but you know James is kind of a jerk. You, you, you sort of know that, but you only know it from the memory of one guy who fucking loathed him to the depths of his soul. So yeah. I don't, you know, I don't really trust that so much. Sirius is like, you know, you know him because he's still kind of a, well, he's still kind of an ass when you meet him, you know, mm-hmm. as much as like everybody likes him as a character. It's like, it's like, yeah, he's actually kind of an asshole, really. And, you know, you talk to Harry like four times in the books, but um, uh, Itchy and Scratchy is Quidditch, something everybody's obsessed with, overly violent and actually would be incredibly boring if you, if you were there <laughs> in real life. Um, and then uh, um, uh, 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 I can't think for a first name. Um, Lovejoy's wife. What's her first name? Helen. Helen. Helen Lovejoy. Minerva. No, 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 Minerva. Uh, uh, Umbridge. Hmm. Won't anybody think of the children? This overly, oh. completely tied up. Oh my God! Everything must be orderly and perfect, and you're almost kind of Nazi-like in your way. Hmm. She's Umbridge. I had. I don't. I was thinking of more, but I didn't get around to it. But Agnes, I was like, oh. though. Do you think Agnes is? No, she's too old to be Umbridge. Mm. No, and but you know, but, but Lovejoy's wife is is. Totally like that. I need it to be done my way. Like, I don't care about art. You know, she wants to censor uh, uh, David. Oh, yeah. You know, so there's there's a lot. I just I was noticing. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a lot of shit that, like, I'm not saying. I, I mean, I know. I know. See, Umbridge is so, so evil, though. She's just, like, straight up lawful evil. No, but that's the thing. Back to D&D stuff again. But um... No, but if you, if you actually were around uh, Helen Lovejoy or whatever, she would feel that way. Like, if you spend mm-hmm. as much time with her as we did with Umbridge in the books, mm-hmm. think about how horrific being near that woman would be. Oh, yeah. Like, just constant hysterics because things are slightly out of order. I mean, she's, like, Nazi-like in it. I mean, that's really, like, the, the Umbridge Talking thing. Talking about yeah. S-E-X. Yeah. Of- yeah. That is, yeah, yeah, it's... it's uh, oh, I believe that my message has not quite sank in tonight, Mr. Potter. Like that's it's, 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 So anyway, I, I just the thought occurred to me like, oh, my God, there is a lot of fucking Harry Potter <laughs> overlap. And I mean, this is well before Harry Potter. So it's uh, uh, more there's a lot of Simpsons in Harry Potter. So mm. next time I'm going back and reading it, I want to like pay a little bit more attention to Simpsons stuff because, um, you know, it uh, 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 Rowling is is of the right age that she probably watched this show because mm. uh, she's. She's only, she's about, I think she's only like 10 years older than me. So she's definitely in that Gen X um, kind of sweet spot to have enjoyed The Simpsons as a, like a nerdy level. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thinking if I go back and next time I read Harry Potter, there's going to be, there's going to be more Simpsons references in there that I never caught. Hmm. Just, you know, something to think about. You know, it is something to think about. I was trying oh, to think um, about who Bart would be still, but yeah. Uh, uh, 
this is the one that was because there's actually a few. I think it's more of a a combination thing. But Millhouse Neville. Mm-hmm. Like it, I know because well, we never get to watch Millhouse really grow up on the show. I mean, there's flash forwards, but like he's the doofy friend that you know he's basically with Bart. They're the same level of like I've never seen Greatest Bad since Millhouse's paper. Like yeah, so it's Millhouse Bart is 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 Neville and you know Harry. Oh. But I mean not not in the shittiness, but you get like the kind of echoes of one another. I forgot that I forgot this. I was reminded by this by the group, um, the Facebook group Simpsons shit posting, which is like really really great because it's just like these really weird meme remixes of like Simpsons quotes you've heard a hundred times. Oh yeah, and like somehow it's like the over, that it goes into that weird like internet spot where the joke is that it's like the same thing a hundred times. I don't know. I love it anyway. Um, so um. I also love any internet space where I can just like quote The Simpsons willy nilly or know think, that other yeah, people yeah. did. Like you mean the the internet? Yeah, the yeah, I know. Of it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I like what's specific to that. Anyway, um, no, I know. It's just it's uh, this is sorry. Go but ahead. I forgot I that Millhouse was was introduced in a Butterfingers commercial. Uh, you know, I don't think I knew that. I want to double check the how if that's true or not because I was like, oh wait, maybe that's completely not true. Um. I mean, if I had to put, if I had to bet, and I wouldn't because I don't know this, but I would guess that that's probably not true. But I've no, I've no reasoning behind that. I just, I, I, I don't know. I feel like Millhouse was around before it got popular enough to have those giant Butterfinger commercials. I think. Well, have you seen the Butterfinger commercials? Actually, they're really weird. Yeah. No, this is this is my being older than you. I remember them very well when they were on the air the first time. Okay, because I was th- like. One of the things that makes them really weird is, like, the animation is different. Yeah. And everything is, like, it's like it's like a bootleg Simpsons t-shirt animated. Simpson on a t-shirt. I never thought I'd live to see that. <laughs> um, nope. He actually appeared on the first episode. The Simpsons roasting on an open fire. You were lied to. I was lied to by you were lied to. shit posting. You've made a fool of me. Yes, uh, you have, in fact, been made a fool of. <laughs> I mean, unless uh, I mean, Wikipedia says it is. Uh, 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 it is not. Uh, yeah, well, I can't find it. Anyway, it's what's in the Google result. It said his first. Oh, I don't have internet in your basement. Oh, it's because I don't. Uh, anyway, yeah. Oh, okay. Millhouse was designed by Graining for a Butterfinger commercial. Aha! Uh-huh. And it was decided to use the character in the series. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I don't think he was actually used in the Butterfinger commercial because his first appearance looks like it is... Uh... Before the Butterfinger commercial. Yeah, it says designed for. I think that's maybe what they're... Okay. Wait, let me... Let me... Okay, wait. Millhouse first appears in a Butterfinger no, it's got to be, because if he's on uh, the Simpsons Christmas thing, that was like the first episode aired, so they wouldn't have had a... Okay. Oh, here's... Okay, here's a uh, here's a discussion about this very thing. Mm-hmm. Are there people on the internet? No, it's a... Ugh. Simpsons character Millhouse first appeared not in a Simpsons episode, but in a candy... Oh, no, it's just a, it's just a quiz. But is there a follow-up? Okay. Enduring Simpsons character and fan favorite Millhouse didn't actually make his first appearance in an episode in between the period of time when The Simpsons were an animated short on the Tracy Ullman show in 87. Bart Simpson and Millhouse were featured in a Butterfinger commercial. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot huh. about the Tracy Ullman stuff. All right, no, uh-huh. so we'll take it back. That, that, that shit thing is, uh, they were correct. 
I um, I had I had I mean I knew I remember of course I remember that it was on Tracy Ullman, but I didn't realize they had gotten popular enough to have a Butterfinger commercial before the show aired. That's wild. All right. Yeah, I don't see. I remember well done, Simpsons bullshit shitty shitter sins or whatever you just said. I don't know. I watched the Simpsons uh, Simpsons shit posting on Facebook. But anyway, yes, um, that's it. I watched. Uh, I don't know. I grew up watching Tracy Ullman, the Tracy Ullman shorts like when I was really young, and I thought they were monsters because they couldn't have possibly been people. Yeah. Um. It was weird. I actually sorry. Keep going. So they must have been pretty popular then. They like, were. They were. Yeah, I, I'm going off my own. Like you know, I I was like three. No, so. they totally no. Because I I remember I actually didn't like them much during the Tracy. I I liked the Tracy Ullman show. I actually really didn't like the Simpsons. Uh, that's well, or I I don't even know. If that I was the only the part Simpsons. I liked of the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, I, I like because I was like, oh, cartoon. Because it was it was it was super. It was an adult you know comedy show. But I don't. I guess that was eighty eight ish, eighty nine, whatever. So I was like seven to nine years old, somewhere around there. So I was just old enough to kind of understand the adult humor. But like her show was kind of. The, the style of adult humor was funny to a kid that was sort of, you know, entering into that starting to understand adult concepts age. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for me, it was like, oh, this is awesome. I'll get an adult. Hu-. Like, yeah, it was like such a like a thrill to like. So I remember really, really into that. I never really liked the uh, the shorts. Um, but once the show aired, I got super into it. I need to watch the shorts now that I'm thinking about it. Well, we'll do an episode on it eventually. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's move on. Let's figure out what we're watching for next time. Okay. Simpsons season three. Uh, here is a very small unknown fact about Simpsons season three. It was immediately after season two. <laughs> Episode one. <laughs> Stark raving dad. Homer's sanity is called into question. Um, that's the one with uh, Michael Jackson. Um, Lisa, it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, eh, watch it if you want. I, I'm not. I'm not super, I mean, whatever. And that doesn't jump out at me. Um, Mr. Lisa goes to Washington. Um, oh, that's where she tries to kind of, what was it? She was trying to save, uh, like, wetlands or something, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. This is the one with an essay. That was much later, I think. Yeah, she writes the yeah. essay contest, and then she finds out that, like, the government's a lie or something. Do we care about that? I do. But I'm probably gonna marathon. I'm gonna watch the whole season. Yeah, well, either and, way. I mean, it, you know, I'm not telling the audience that they should like not watch other episodes. But let's let's at least get the uh, the list down of the ones. Do we that have an audience? Or uh, uh, yeah, let's... my dad listened to this and he tried. It was really cute. He started giving me um, radio advice from when he used to DJ at his radio station. Oh yeah, and he'd be like, "You really, you know, you need to cut down on the ums." Yeah, like as someone who was once in radio. Like, I'm going to give you some radio advice. Yes. Uh, My response to that is, someone who's never been booted out of radio, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so... uh, I just thought it was cute. No, no, it totally is. I just... just, uh, No, that's funny. um, When Ned Flanders... When Flanders failed, uh, Homer makes a wish for Ned Flanders to be a financial failure. Flanders store, cater, blah, 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 leftorium, uh, Bart gets left to... This helps Ned to keep the store. Meanwhile, Bart goes to... Oh, this. Oh, okay, this is where Akira shows back up, takes karate lessons. I don't really even remember that. I mean, I sort of do. Oh, Bart doesn't really take karate lessons. He just goes to the arcade. Yeah, but I don't remember... I don't remember the... The leftorium and then... Eh, whatever, if you want to watch it. Um, oh, okay, this is one I would like to watch. Um, 
first appearance of Fat Tony, and uh, an appearance by Neil Patrick Harris, Bart the Murderer, uh, where Bart stumbles on the legitimate businessman's social club. Well, what and have I done to deserve it's such flat. a bland, a tasteless Manhattan, <laughs> flat, flavorless yeah. Manhattan? Oh, we always make okay, that one. That... I'd very much like to watch. Yeah. yeah. I was at my company Christmas party, and uh, one of the people was making Manhattans, and nobody got that line when I said it, and I was really sad. Well, you know, Lillian, due to the difficulty and relative obscurity of the lyrics, <laughs> um, episode five, Homer defined Homer accidentally saves the nuclear power plant and is ashamed when people mistake him for a hero. Uh, another impending meltdown threatens the Shelbyville plant. He's asked to perform his heroic deeds again. He is lucky again this time. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Mean Millhouse's mom forbids him to be friends with Bart. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, let's do that. I, I sort of... I, re- I think I actually, that's like maybe one of the first appearances of Luann. I think it probably is. You know, weirdly enough, uh, uh, I, I remember the B story in that one. I don't remember the saving the power plant. I'm sure I do. Like Father, Like Clown. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's one of the better ones. Uh, that's episode six. That's one where uh, it is revealed that Homer and... Mel uh, Brooks is Jewish? Yeah. Uh, and Jackie Mason appears in that episode. Treehouse of Horror 3, this is the one with the monkey's claw, the Bart zone. Um, oh, that's one where Bart gets superpowers like uh, that freaky I kid. Vote that we do, I, I vote that we we save the treehouses of horror and lump them together and, want, and do that progression. Um, yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, episode 8, Lisa's Pony. Um, Maybe. You know what? I actually okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that one down because I I I'll go out on a limb. And audience, you can feel free to um mock me about this later. I seem to remember like when I was when I was a young man a million years ago. I seem to remember that's one of the early seasons that got a lot of quotes. I think there was some like funny stuff about Homer trying to afford the pony. Like he had some funny lines about like how can we not make money or something. Like I. I'm so, this is so fucking fake. Sorry, I'm trying to remember quotes <laughs> that me and my friends made to each other when we were fucking 17 years old. And I'm but sure it'll come up as soon as you watch the episode. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, I have a va- so if I'm wrong and that episode blows, that's on me. Uh, Saturday's a thunder. Um, after taking a fatherhood quiz, Homer realizes that he knows nothing about Bart and the result strives to be a better father. Uh, oh yeah, that's a soapbox derby one. Uh, what do we think about that? That episode's okay. Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch. I mean, I might, but whatever. I'm not going to put it on the list. Flaming Moe's, I think yeah. that is a definite. Yeah. Um, Burns, Wir kaufen der Kraftwerk. Uh, again, the German one. That's where the Germans show up. And I think that's going to have to be a watch if I'm, if I'm. That's a really, fu- that's a surprisingly funny episode. Yeah, if I'm remembering that one well enough, I, I believe that is uh, quite humorous. Oh, uh, though we did, s- I-, I skipped over completely the one where. Uh, from season two where they tell the origin story i do like one of the early instances of a flash fo- a flashback when it wasn't stated out loud where they are flashback to being in hibbard's office and they admit that uh marge is married uh, marge got pregnant before they got married yeah and then marge goes, eh, i don't really want to tell you that story which yeah. is really which is quite funny and also you see how the show went downhill because later in the simpsons uh there's a, there's a scene where homer does the sperm movement dance when he's yeah. telling the story of how uh how uh one of them was made. Um, and that was 11. She's faking it. Episode 12, I married Marge. After worrying that she may be yet again pregnant, Marge starts to Dr. Hibbert's office, blah, 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 blah. Oh, this, I think this is actually the one that I'm talking about. Uh, 
I hate the flashback episodes. I, but you know what? I always tell myself I don't. There's the episodes that I always tell myself I don't like, and yeah. then I find out that they're still great and there's still really funny stuff in them. Yeah. I mean, if we watch it, we watch it. I'm not going to put it on the list. Yeah. Uh, Radio Bart. Bart turns into disaster. Turns into, oh, is this the one where he goes? Is this in the s- well? Send a, oh yeah. Just just for the just for the song. Uh, sending our love down the well. All the way down. <laughs> Which that's surprising didn't hurt my throat at all. Uh, Lisa the Greek. Uh, Lisa really likes it in the butt, and she goes after ancient Greek stuff. Uh, I'm obviously not reading that. Um, see the, the Greek thing. That was an old reference that they used to refer. No, to. I, I know what yeah, that is. I, yeah. I know. I'm just overly explaining because I was trying to remember this episode for real. Oh, this one. Lisa's good at gambling. Um, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. And- Homer alone, the family's dependence on Marge causes Marge to suffer nervous. Oh, this is Rancho Relaxo, right? Yeah, it's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is definitely a good one. Also, um, a really good. Um, oh, I don't remember who did it. Uh, do you remember who did that the kind of death metal song? They did the Rancho Relaxo. There's a there's a band. No. I think, oh God, I don't remember who it is, but they did a, they did a song Rancho Relaxo, and and it was you know just basically telling the story of the episode, but it's uh you know at the Rancho Relaxo. <laughs> it's so stupid that it's really amusing. Um, there's actually, I'm pretty sure there's an animal sanctuary in like New Jersey or something that's called Rancho Relaxo. I wouldn't be surprised. It's like named after that and it's like really, I want to give them money on that alone. Uh, Bart the Lover, Yo-Yo Cray Sweeps, oh, that's the one with, um, oh no, this is the one with Gordy Woodrow, Howe. yeah. Um, I, I seem to remember the only funny part of that is do we do we want to? Eh, maybe I don't whatever. I'm put it on the list. We already got enough of them. Uh, Homer at the bat. I think that is. Oh, one, da- yeah. I think that might be the first classic uh, we've run into so far. That's one of the ones that keeps getting referenced as one of the best shows ever. Um, separate. Well, I love how Homer at bat like holds up, even though like most of those baseball people. That was like an example of a really really uh, cameo heavy episode that carried that like. You know carried what? It off. I think what worked about that, and and I. I could be completely wrong because I, I didn't know about baseball back then. I mean, a lot of those names were familiar to me at the time, but um, none of them, I don't think any of the jokes around the baseball players mattered about their actual real life personality. Yeah, that's like, why it was so funny. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like current. So like, you know, other than the, the Mattingly having the mustache, but um, you could have had, uh, let's see, Jose, Jose Canseco could have had his head grow big from the, from the, the uh-huh. brain juice or whatever. Like, I think they were just kind of mix and match athletes so that you know it does kind of hold up so you don't have like you would have to remember like oh yes i remember that's um, ken griffey mike ken Sco- oh, why did i pick the one i don't know how to pronounce his name <laughs> terry cashman i know how to say that like we, we wouldn't have to remember what terry cashman was famous for back then you know it's just that's who he is um mike what the hell happened to who mike scotia scotia oh god that's Scotia. is that how you say it yeah right, cool uh separate vocations students take an aptitude test bart policeman lisa homemaker Lisa becomes a troublemaker. Bart improves his grades and behavior and is chosen to be Skinner's newest hall mo- I don't remember that at all. I'm going to put that down just for myself. Okay. Um, Dog of Death. Oh, God. Santa's a little heifer. I'm not even going to bother. Um, Black Widowers. Selma reveals that she has a new boyfriend she met through prison. Oh, Sideshow Bob. This is this is the first Sideshow Bob, right? Because he's trying to kill Selma. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. This 21. is his first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his first, you know, uh, yeah, the kind of story episode. Uh, the auto show, auto crashes the bus, doesn't have a license. Yeah, I don't really remember Let's it. Let's skip it. Millhouse falls in love with a new girl. Oh, God, I remember that one being terrible. Um, 
Oh, actually, uh, yeah, all right. I might... Recommendation to watch episode 23, but I'm not going to say we're going to get to it. I'm only doing that because there was a really funny line that I'm going to misquote now, but it's something along the lines of, uh, how's your, how's, how are those weight loss tapes going? And he goes, oh, last, uh, they, whatever, but they, they <laughs> not dented my satiety. Yeah. And it just, it was just this really wonderful, uh, uh, thing that he ends up having the, uh, the big vocabulary. And I'm a nerd and I like big words. I cannot lie. The other brothers can't deny when dictionary walks in. Well, it's pronounced satiety. Satiety? Yeah. Really? No, I, know, I believe you. I just one of those words where I know exactly what it meant, but I've always been pronouncing it wrong in my head. Uh, I mean, I that's the way it's pronounced on the show, and it's likely that that's where I got the pronunciation from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's I, I could be wrong, but that's the way they say it on the show. So I'll, I I'm going. I, that's that's as far as I'm sticking my neck out on. Because it's weird, because it is satiety, but it's, you can say satiation and more with the sh sound. Satiation. Yeah, yeah. That's so satiation. I thought it was yeah. uh, satiety. Uh, yeah. Huh. Anyway, brother, can you spare two dimes when the radiation near the Homer becomes infertile? Homer's half-brother Herb, now living in... Oh, oh that's the one yeah. Where he... Baby gibberish into speech. Oh, we didn't talk about Herb at all today. Yeah, you know, I didn't really like that episode, to tell the truth. I, I, I think it was just... I think it was just more notable because, like, oh, look, they, he's got a brother. Like, it wasn't... I don't know. May, I, maybe some that's other not, people. I think that's, like, a very underutilized thing. Homer's brother. Especially well, that I, he comes back. I'm surprised he comes back that soon because he's only from season two. I I, I think that might be the last time you see him. I think there's only the two yeah, episodes. Yeah, 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 that's it. Um, yeah. Uh, do we? Yeah, I don't. I don't, really I don't care. I'm watching the whole season. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but we're talking to the audience here. We can't no, ask I know, the I audience know. to do all season. I'm asking you to decide for them, Lillian. Yeah. Be a dictator. Be German. Fit a coffee craft book. All right. Uh, in episodes. I in fear. Fump. Sex. Acht. Zine, Ilf, Dreisig, Fünfzig, Siebzehn, and Einzun, I don't know how to say 21. So, Are those real German numbers? Yes. They mo- sound like names for elves. Most of them. It's Eins, Zwei, Drei, Vier, Fünf, Sechs, Sieben, Acht, Nein, Zen, Elf, Zwölf, Dreisen, Vierzehn, Fünfzehn, Sechzehn, Siebzehn, Achtzehn, Neunzehn, and then I forget how to say 20. Um... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, yeah, etc. I'm fucking, don't get me wrong, man. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm polylingual. That's right. What's up, baby? Uh, so, in uh, Alpha English, episodes. F- or? F- how do you say that word? F- or, I'm not good with English. 4, 5, 6, 8, 10, 11, 13, 15, 17, 21. Those are our recommendations. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you the kind of nerd I am. Back when I was in high school and it was uh, all the rage for the nerd community to be Simpsons people. There was one and one. You, you were one of the early adopters of the internet. Um, generally, the only people that knew how to code in HTML were people like myself that also could quote the Simpsons like a motherfucker. I will say this. I was looking at our list of episodes that we did last time. One, three, five, nine, eleven, nineteen. I went, ooh, those are almost all primes. <laughs> the Simpsons got popular, but the core, the core of their fanship, still people that look at that list and go, ooh, those are primes. <laughs> yeah. Sad. You can find this show, this very show, at... The Carbon Pod? Yeah, at The Carbon Pod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash 
The inanimate carbon pod, I think. Is that what you did? The inanimate, you did the horde inanimate carbon pod. I didn't set that one up. Um, um, no, see. I set it up, but I know that if you type in the inanimate carbon pod, that's the thing that comes up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So just search for inanimate carbon pod, and that's yeah, that'll show up. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Because I yeah, I don't know what the actual like thing is. Uh, and uh, you can email us uh, carbon the carbon pod carbon pod at gmail. Let me bring that up. I should have had this shit written down. Hold on. I know you're holding on. Hold. Hold. Hold You're not holding. Oh, it is. The Carbon Pod. The Carbon Pod. If you want to say The Carbon Pod, that's fine. Um, I'm not going to hold it against you. I mean, I'm actually not going to know since this is going to be like a purely writing-based exercise. You should just change the name to Die Carbon Pod Die. Oh, you know, that kind of Carbon Pod can't be evil. (laughs) Um... What am I saying? Okay, so that's it. Uh, that's Twitter. That's Facebook. That's email. Okay, that's how that's how you do things. Um, we are on iTunes, um, on Stitcher, and um, I don't really know how to set it up that you can subscribe if you're on an Android device. So um, just subscribe to the Alex Tunes uh, feed if you really need to have it. Um, and then I'm going to keep posting these on my feed because on the Alex Tunes feed because I. I can't figure out how to do like a direct RSS thing. So you Android people, cause I don't know how to do that. Frankly, I'm sorry. I would love to. I played around with it a lot. I'm shocked. I got it on fucking iTunes. <laughs> so, uh, Android people either just download it directly from the website. Uh, it's on alexcast.com. I'm so you glad you're on click. top of this. I'm just like, I made the Facebook page. Uh, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I wish I could do it a little bit better. I just, I don't, I'm, I set up the Alexcast, uh, like all the, um, the website shit so many years ago. And, I just, most of it's either changed or weird, it changed or different, and then I'm trying to use the same server so I don't have to pay more money nah, for I, this. I really, so it's like, I don't really know how to break it down. So, for the time being, that's how you, that's how you find us on the Android stuff. Yeah, I might way. make a Tumblr. I might make a Tumblr for it at some point, but I already have, like, so many goddamn Tumblrs. So if you know, know how to do that, go for it. I've never used Tumblr, and I'm not going to start. So, uh, I can be, uh, I can be Twitter and Gmail. You can be Tumblr and Facebook. Uh, although I'm yeah. Facebook as well, but whatever. Um, I'm a little bit Facebook. Oh, sorry. Um, was that from Greece? No, it was from like Donnie and Marie. Oh, all right. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's it. I think that's. I think we're good. All right. Cool. Right. All right. Smell you later. Well, no, we're not there yet. Oh, we're not. Okay. What else do we Keep have to smell you? I don't know. We should know. Um, I blame you. I blame Millhouse. Yeah, I think we're good. All right, yeah, we've told them things. You're right. You were right the first time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to you. All right, uh, I can see smelling. No, I don't know. I, I continue see... smelling at a future date. I feel like we've already. I feel like we've already kind of played out the smell you later thing. I can't believe that took over for goodbye. Um... <laughs> I thought we were taking it to funny, uh, drone into the driven into the ground places. Oh, the David Letterman technique. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Paul, 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 you got any gum? You got any gum? Hey Paul. Hey Paul. You got any gum? Oh, the eighties. Yes. So, um, from all of us at the Inanimate Carbon Pod, to all of you out there at home, please, please take time to reach out to your family and smell them. <laughs> smell them deeply. Because and you might not get to smell them later. Exactly. Remember their odor. And smell them always. Smell them later. Goodbye.